<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Ying Ying, this last weekend, 你剁手了吗 No, I did not. But given the amount that was spent on Alibaba's properties this year for Singles Day, or China's Black Friday, and the biggest e-commerce shopping festival of the year, plenty of people did. Duoshou, for those of you who don't know, literally means to chop off one's hands. It's an internet meme referring to the fact that shopping online has become so popular in China in recent years that many people cannot stop themselves from clicking and buying. To the point where they feel like they must chop off their own hands to stop doing further damage, and duo shoudang basically refers to this entire group of out of control shopaholics, and has a funny but also sort of derogatory connotation. Yeah, it's also mostly directed at women, which is not cool because at least on Taobao, the duo shoudang are pretty evenly split between men and women at forty seven percent. Versus fifty-three percent, and on platforms such as JD.com, which is known for good deals on consumer electronics, on last year's Singles Day, over two-thirds of the buyers were male. That doesn't prevent popular media from vilifying women, though, and still spreading the perception that a man's got to watch his credit cards on Singles Day, lest his wife or girlfriend baijia or bankrupt the household. I know, so infuriating. But you must be confused by now. Why are wives and girlfriends involved in a day named Singles Day? Isn't it for single people? In today's episode, we are going to explore Singles Day, how it got started, why it has such mindshare in the world of China internet, how it went this year, and why, despite all the hype, we don't think it's a very accurate reflection of the state of the industry. The president's key economic team goes to China.、Uh, after a whole night thinking, I say I still want to do it. Hi, everyone. We are Tech Buzz China by Pan Daily, powered by the Seneca Podcast Network. We are a weekly podcast focused on giving you a peek into what's buzzing within the tech community in China. We uncover and contextualize unique insights, perspectives, and takeaways on headline tech news that don't always make it into English language coverage, so you can be smarter about the world of China tech. Tech Buzz China is a part of PanDaily.com, an English language site that tells you everything about China's innovation. I am one of your two co-hosts, Yingying Lu, and I'm your other co-host, Rayma. We'd like to give a shout out to our partners, Deal Street Asia and Sub China, the creator of the Seneca Podcast Network. In addition to Tech Buzz, you can also find the Seneca Podcast, a weekly discussion of current affairs on China. You can also find New Voices, a podcast on women, as well as the new business-oriented China Econ Talk, and of course the Caixin Seneca Business Brief from China's leading business magazine. Be sure to check these out.
Thanks also to listeners Sherwin Jang, David Wang, and Jang Han for writing in with detailed feedback. Remember, guys, if you enjoy listening to us, please take the time to leave us a rating or review on iTunes, Facebook, or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, Yingying. So Singles' Day is not an official holiday in China. No, I don't think Confucius would have approved. Almost every actual holiday in China revolves around the family, whether dead or alive. The legend goes that Singles' Day is something made up by single men from Nanjing University in the early nineties, who decided that there were so many holidays celebrating couples that being single ought to be celebrated as well. They picked November 11th because, well, one is the loneliest number, right? And November 11th emphasizes that four times. I agree. Singletons are invisible in culture, especially today, where everything is so commercialized. It does make sense to target couples or families who might be spending more on gifts for each other. Oddly enough, though, November 11th also has special significance for couples, so lots of people choose to get married on this day too. But the primary association is still with singles, which is why it's still more popularly known in the West as Singles Day. The original impetus behind Alibaba's Shuangshiyi or Double Eleven Shopping Festival was pretty simple. It was 2009, and the economy was still really crappy from the Great Financial Crisis. Daniel Zhang Zhang Yong had launched Singles Day primarily due to one need: to promote Tmall. Tmall or Tianmall, if you'll remember, is Alibaba's B to C platform. It launched in 2008 and was still just known as Taobao Merchants back then to differentiate from the primarily C to C Taobao platform. The brands on Tmall were pretty small potatoes compared to the brands on there today. Daniel wanted a good excuse to increase exposure for Tmall, and he thought that a Chinese equivalent of Black Friday might do the trick. They picked November 11th because they thought it would be easy to remember for once. They didn't even really realize it was Singles' Day. Anyway, Daniel reasoned it had to be in November because October in China has the national holiday Golden Week, and December you have Christmas, which isn't. A major holiday in China, but already had some corresponding promotions, so it seemed much easier to just create something from scratch. And the holiday calendar is a blank in China for November. But I guess they did find out it was known to some Chinese millennials as Singles Day because the first tagline was, "Have nothing to do on Singles Day? Why not buy something to gift away?" I don't think that really stuck though because. It's now really more of an excuse for single shopaholics to pamper themselves, but officially the day is branded as a Double Eleven Shopping Festival. We just think Singles Day is much more memorable than Double Eleven English, but realistically, all Chinese media refer to it as Double Eleven. So now you know it's not for single people; it's just a shopping holiday. But back to why they pick this date, though. Daniel reasoned that November was also a good time to sell people stuff because it's when deep autumn is transitioning into winter, and people need to buy lots of seasonal goods, things like heavier coats and blankets and slippers. Well, it clearly worked because even in the very experimental first year, in which only 27 brands participated, sales reached 50 million RMB. That's about seven million dollars. 
which, if you go by the record set last weekend of 30.8 billion U.S. dollars, would have taken just 20 seconds to reach. Yeah, as many have noted, in the 10 years since Alibaba launched Singles Day, its Single Day GMV or gross merchandise value has grown over 4,000 times. On that metric, it is considered wildly successful, and the success of Singles Day definitely helped Daniel secure the CEO position at Alibaba. He may well be forever known as the mastermind that dreamt up a holiday that makes the shoppers in the U.S. seem anemic in our spending. After all, last year's four-day haul for U.S. shopping—Black Friday, the weekend, plus Cyber Monday—all added together totaled just 14 billion dollars or so. Whereas Singles Day on Alibaba alone generated 25 billion dollars, which is almost double the entire amount for all retail online shopping combined for the U.S. And if you choose a more comparable single-day shopping event, Amazon's Prime Day, for example. That was estimated to be about four billion dollars this year, less than one seventh of what Singles Day 2018 generated for Alibaba. So all good, right? Are you convinced yet that Singles Day is totally amazing and a prime example of China's economic success and Alibaba's dominance in e-commerce? I mean, there is nothing that comes remotely close. But actually, we don't agree with that. While the headline number is easy to report, and indeed it's mind-blowingly large, it doesn't tell the full story. Yeah, first of all, many of our friends agree. For example, Tim Colpen at Bloomberg, who wrote a scathing opinion piece that called Singles Day the single most meaningless shopping event. Yeah, ouch. What he meant by that, though, was that the GMV metric is well known as an unreliable indicator of actual revenue. GMV is merely the volume of transactions that pass through the platform, not how much money Alibaba or actually any of the other e-commerce platforms made. Especially for this so-called holiday, Singles Day, that requires so much promotion and discounts, it gets even murkier than during normal periods on how to measure revenue. There are lots of special deals that are run to entice merchants, not just shoppers. You call them special deals. <laughs> I call them forced cooperations. It's been long reported, although of course never officially confirmed, that Alibaba has been guilty of forcing merchants to be exclusive with them for Singles Day promotions. It's usually JD that complains, but this year Colin Huang of Pinduoduan made these accusations in his WeChat moments too. These things are really hard to prove, and as a merchant. There's really no reason to get involved and publicly denounce any of these big three platforms. You want to sell on them, after all. But yeah, the point is, GMV is not only not correlated with revenue; it can be somewhat engineered. Also, I know lots of you might have seen the headlines that boasted about how Alibaba hit ten billion dollars in sales in just the first hour. And you're probably wondering, how did that happen? Is everyone just sitting on their laptops or phones waiting to place orders, kind of like Burning Man? Kind of. First of all, this is the tenth year of the festival, so you'd literally have to be living under a rock to not know about it. Second, they drummed up extra celebrations for it beforehand. That's right. 
There's an excellent Business Insider article about the four-hour gala that took place in Shanghai in the hours before the event. It was streamed online, and hundreds of millions of people watched it in anticipation. They had the usual pop stars and boy bands from China, but also international celebrities like Mariah Carey and Miranda Kerr, who was there to promote her newish beauty store on Tmall. So it was a really big celebration. I think the reporter's reaction was priceless. She was totally overwhelmed. She was like, "This is Cirque du Soleil mixed up with Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, mixed up with who knows what else." It was probably just a normal large-scale Chinese gala, but for a foreigner, it seemed over the top and crazy. Especially since Jack Ma himself did a bunch of stunts, for example, putting on makeup to promote the beauty vertical, which is historically one of Tmall's most popular segments. Meanwhile, though, as you're watching the celebrations, you could start preloading your shopping cart with discounts that can only be transacted on past midnight, which is why within the first ten minutes, Alibaba had over four billion dollars in sales, more than Amazon Prime Day. And the traffic graphs show it too. The peak number of users for Singles Day usually happen just after midnight, again in the morning from nine to eleven a.m., and also in the last hour of the day. And even though most of the headlines are focused on Alibaba, since they did, after all, invent the holiday out of thin air, other e-commerce platforms have been participating for a long time as well. Yeah, pretty much. Every major e-commerce platform participates in Singles Day because why not? It's so easy to bandwagon. But you can never talk about revenues of this scale in China without talking about faked numbers. Not always by the platforms themselves, but sometimes also by the merchants. Now, Yingying and I are not investigative journalists with resources to figure out the truth. But what we can tell you is that, yeah, there are lots of people online complaining of phantom orders, like their account was hacked or something, or special deals that they paid for and thought they should be receiving, but were contacted by customer service and requested to return them. I guess because that deal didn't actually exist, but the merchant wanted the number of orders to show up on their merchandise to build up credibility. I mean, it's better than some of the other tricks, which just include straight-up fake purchases and paid reviews. That complaint about phantom orders, by the way, is mostly lodged against JD, not Alibaba, because of the different ways in which these platforms work. So Alibaba's T-Mall is literally like a mall where the merchants individually take care of their businesses. But using Alibaba's software, of course, and paying a fee for that, whether it be for advertising expenses or whatever else. JD's primary business is that it owns the inventory and sells it to consumers directly, so they can just fake all the numbers all at once. In fact, one researcher claimed that much of JD's own 618 shopping festival numbers were systematically faked, and actually. Only 44% of orders placed were actually transacted and delivered. Yeah, did you notice that? There's a difference between orders placed and orders transacted. 
I think that's where you have to be careful too, because the e-commerce platforms are tricky about how they report this, but somehow it all seems to end up as GMV in English. One is 下单额 which is the volume of orders placed, and the other is 成交额 which is the volume of orders transacted. So placed orders can be a lot higher than transacted orders because along the way you can cancel your order before payment. That's because when you press place order, it usually asks you how you want to pay. Upon which you select a method of payment and then pay before your order is actually going to be considered transacted. Right. The e-commerce platforms like to fiddle with this one detail, but. Bright-eyed analysts usually catch them, and they say, "Hey, these are not apples to apples comparisons. If we're comparing, for example, JD's order volume to Alibaba's transaction volume, this seems to be an almost annual controversy." Well, not only that, but GMV numbers, whether they be orders or transactions, don't include returns. Another reason why it's poorly correlated with actual realized revenue. In fact, you cannot return anything on November 11th itself, and people complained that on Monday, the day after the festival, the surfers broke down trying to process returns. Taobao's server error pages for users trying to return their purchases actually became a trending search item. It's kind of ironic because the servers didn't crash during the day of. So why are they crashing now? That supposedly has never happened before. Now, neither of us are 剁手党 or shopaholics, so we don't have any personal experience. But there's plenty of folks on social media complaining that they bought so much stuff. There's no way they can even finish using it all before Singles Day 2019. In fact, state-owned media Xinhua reported that nearly 76% of male consumers regretted buying so much, and 71% of women as well. 83% of those surveyed said that they intend to consume more rationally in the future. Given that this came from state media, it is possible that the government thinks the rampant consumption is out of control, and they wanted to release these stats to reinforce their point. Stop buying so irresponsibly! Don't be a douchebag. Not just state media. Plenty of other articles warn against douchebag or stockpiling. Also, they noted a lot of the so-called deals only appear cheap because the merchants have been steadily raising prices for several weeks prior, so as to give you, as the shopper, the impression of a discount. But actually, it's just a regularly priced item. Or maybe even marked up from normal. Regrets of markups aside, though, the return frenzy some folks speculate could also be caused by merchants who use bots to put in fake orders so that their items could show up as bestsellers in time for Singles Day. Again, we are not forensic data scientists here, so we have no idea if that's true or not. But maybe Hu Rei, the folks behind the Ma Fengwu fake review scandal we covered a few weeks ago. Can do some investigative work. That's episode twenty-seven for those of you who are just tuning in. Either way, you guys see the problem here. GMV could be orders, or it could be transactions, and it doesn't take into account returns, and it can be gamed. Not to mention, Tim did a nice graph here showing that it has a pretty small correlation with actual revenue. 
So all of these things make us agree with him that it's not that great of a metric. So investors, you guys and gals need to read the fine print on this. But GMV remains the focal point, and even at nearly $31 billion, there are a lot of naysayers who poo-pooed at Alibaba's mere 27% year-on-year growth this year. That's because single-stay revenue growth used to be much higher than that, like well over 50%. But obviously, as the number gets larger, it's going to become harder and harder to show the same percentage in growth. I don't personally see this as a big problem, but I agree with some of our friends who've written that one day, Alibaba's probably going to stop publishing these numbers in the same way as Apple just stopped publishing iPhone unit sales because, well, where's the drama in reporting a 10% or God forbid, only a 5% growth rate? Okay, though, that's enough GMV bashing. In other respects, I do think Singles Day is still a marvel of Chinese tech. After all, a billion packages got shipped, with the help of robots, of course. And JD, backed by Tencent, was able to use its mini-program inside of WeChat to good effect, with over 237 million users and an order volume of over 36 times that of 2017. Order volume again. JD loves that metric, don't they? They also disclosed that the AI customer service chatbot they have got a lot more usage this year, with 90% of customer questions able to be resolved without any human intervention. So I think what we're trying to say here is that it's not just a GMV that we should be looking at for single stay as much as it is the sheer technical scale that's required to pull off a sale of this size. Logistics, customer service, your pre-sale gala, even just server reliability. It's a big undertaking. Right. And it's also a year where we saw Alibaba really get into integrating all of its group companies into the festival. Users didn't just have to purchase products. They could also purchase services, for example, videos on Yoku, games on UC, movie tickets, digital music, travel packages, and so much more. And internationally, too, through its majority-owned e-commerce subsidiary, Lazada, which covers Southeast Asia. So, let's summarize for all the tech buzzers out there, shall we? What did we learn, Yingying? Well, we learned that in terms of e-commerce sales, there is just no doubt that Singles Day is the largest single-day shopping event in the world. It started 10 years ago online as a way to promote Tmall, but now it's pretty much joined in by all the e-commerce platforms and also now a lot of offline retail, which was actually highlighted this year, by the way, by Alibaba CEO as one of their most important growth metrics. But still, almost $29 billion of that was from online. So this is still a primarily online thing. Anyway, we also learned that GMV, or gross merchandise value, the headline number that's usually reported, is not a good indicator of actual revenue. And it can, in fact, like anything else in China, be gamed. GMV can be misleading, or at least it's fair to say that it doesn't show the whole picture. 
So the $30.8 billion of GMV for this year on Singles Day for Alibaba, the $23 billion for JD, plus billions more from Pinduoduo, VIP Shop, NetEase, etc., etc. These numbers should probably come with some asterisks and footnotes. But it's still an achievement, especially when you consider the massive marketing campaigns, the logistics, and the infrastructure that had to go into making all of this happen. In fact, that should probably be the bigger headline. Don't you think so, Ray? Probably. But you know what else I learned? I learned that Alibaba throws a really good party. So Alibaba, if you are listening, we're happy to podcast live from Singles Day 2019 next year. Send us an invite. Okay, that's all for this week, folks. Thanks for listening. We really enjoyed putting this together as always. And we're always open to any comments or suggestions. You can find us on Twitter at ThePanDaily, at TechBuzzChina, and my personal Twitter account is spelled G-I-N-Y-G-I-N-Y. And my Twitter is spelled R-U-I-M-A. We'll be back here same time next week. TechBuzzChina by PanDaily is powered by the Seneca Podcast Network. Pandaily.com is an English language site that tells you everything about China's innovation. Our producers are Bonnie Zhang, Shaw Wan, and Kaiser Guo. Our intern is Wang Menglu. 